you're speeding. Speeding? How's your hair? Very good. Okay. Speeding with what? Means recording in film terms. Okay. So do you have your reasons of what is disadvantages because I have mine? So will you add to mine because I have anecdotes of what happened? I don't see any disadvantages for marrying you. Oh. But you have a long list of disadvantages for marrying me. I do. That's it. I'm leaving. <laughs> disadvantages. Disadvantages of marrying a foreigner. Yes, there are some. Let's get into it. Also, I want to point out that the the reason for this podcast is this is a term that people search for a lot, all, that people look for online. Mm -hmm. So we're finding questions that people are asking and answering them. Yeah. Not that we're like, oh my gosh. We're this like bad. regretting. Are you regretting? No. Do you have any regret? No. You're sure? About like my dress and like wedding and how I should have been more prepared and like how can I cannot meet my parents and stuff. Yes, but... Would you have gotten married in India this time instead of the U.S. first? Yes! Let's talk about communication style. What is the disadvantage of marrying a foreigner when it comes to communication styles? I have to start with... I don't even know where to look more, here or there. For my YouTube, maybe there are more. Or here you can more. both look... I mean, you can look wherever you want. I'm looking at you because this is your show and you're Ooh. a hottie. I'm a hearty. Look at that. My husband giving compliments. Now, Indian husband would never do that. Let me just start with an advantage right there. Right? So that's amazing. He gives me compliments all the time. But communication styles. But this is what Americans do. They're, they're so polite and they're so nice. And that's how our communication style is so different that our parents would never say anything nice. And if they're not saying nice and, you know, by actions, they're telling you, oh, you've done something right. John is used to, to saying very lot of nice things. And when he says those nice things, it suddenly puts you in a place that one, is it insincere? Two, you're just saying it because you're used to saying a lot of nice things that even if you hate somebody, you're like, thank you for your time and whatever. Indians like are, I think, a little bit more transparent. You can tell. And thirdly, so I have this anecdote, this story. So there was this time when we were dating and I remember uh, he was... Uh, over to my house and I did something I maybe made him breakfast or like did dishes or something like that and he turned around and he was like thank you so much for making breakfast for me and I remembered like kind of freezing in that second and being like wow like maybe we're not as close as I think we are because here's this guy that I think I'm in love with it is in love with me and we've been in a relationship for more than a year definitely is saying thank you to me for doing some of the most basic anal things, right? Like, it's one thing to be like, it was so nice you did it for me, but it's another thing when somebody's constantly saying thank you for doing things. And a part of me was like, if I won't do it, then who would, you know? Like, that's our culture. But I don't think for him it was that thing. Um, I think the other, so, you know, all those things definitely make you feel like, where are you in the relationship? Like, are you close? Are you not close? Um... But is this a foreigner or is this just a person? I think it's a foreign thing. Like in okay. India, uh, we have a thing where we say, aren't you my sister? Like for friends, we will not let them say thank you. Like you can't even believe how many conversations will go on and on because we will be like, you cannot thank me. Or people will get offended. Like really, are you going to th say thank you to me? Like my own friends would be like, really don't even bother saying it now. Because they're like, our relationship is so much more that you shouldn't be even mentioning it. Of course, we'll try and say it and we'll push and shove a thank you in. But people would be like, how dare you say thank you to us? So all of those things are like very cultural. Um, and like in America, everything has to be super nice. And yes, and of course, and 
and all of that and also um <laughs> you guys are not direct and uh i want to be vague about this story but uh, i remember somebody was <laughs> trying to tell me how i'm not invited to something and it took me like one whole day to figure out that i'm not invited like when they're telling me they're telling me so indirectly and like how they're so like there's just so much happening and you know so much pressure and i'm like yeah of course makes so much time like so much sense my mom used to go through this like she's not spent any time with herself with her kids so i get where you're coming from and then the person moves on to the next point and they're like yeah and that is why maybe you and i'm like Oh, and then like I'm just unsettled. I haven't still understood. Let's just drive right through it. They value time here, like with their kids and like those special moments. Like I don't think my my family or like a lot of Indians are like about can I cherish this moment with my child. They're all about um who can we bring? Who can we invite? And that's going to be special and sometimes that is a problem in Indian culture because we we forget what is important. My mother has barely been present. in special moments or in good moments because she's been like in the kitchen and busy and like kind of fending for people and not spending quality time with us quality time that's the word i was looking for so i i think that's also a cultural difference but for us if i tell my mother like have quality time with us and don't call people she'd be like you crazy you know so so it was like kind of different and also like they are so indirect they will not say that Oh, you know, like you're not invited. Like I am so direct as an Indian, and I feel like really, am I not direct? No, I feel like when There's we when we, when we when we run into like communication roadblocks, yeah, it's because you are making assumptions of things you want me to know or understand. Okay, and I honestly feel like I'm lost. Okay, so that's is that is another cultural but is expectation. That a, but is that is that a John Gunjan thing, or is that a cultural thing? I mean, it could be both. Uh, I'm also somebody who expects people to understand, and I think as a culture we have a lot more understanding. Like if I tell my brother no, I don't want it, he knows he definitely. And the more, the stronger my no is. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! There's a, there's a good one. There's a good one. <laughs> keep going, keep going, bud. The stronger the no, the bigger the reason for him to push me to do this or get this for me. Like same for my parents. If I say no, I'm good. I don't want anything. Like it doesn't matter. They're like, oh, definitely does matter to her. And I think as an Indian, we constantly do those things, right? But we know what is important for people. Like, uh, no, I'm okay. Don't get me food, right? And people will be like, we don't know if you really mean it. So we're gonna bring it in front of you, and then you can decide whether you want it or not, right? So I think again. lot cultural maybe some gunjan and i'm sort of expecting from from lot of basic things like i will say no to him and he'll be like okay no she said no and i'll be like just just think about it like do i want to say right now like or am i being polite and we let other people decide that and i think in america you don't let other people decide what is polite or not to ask for yeah i mean no means no that's the big question exactly push. so that no means no is like another ball for in india for like so in in business I feel like no means no, but when it comes to anything personal, family, no does not mean no. Absolutely not. And it turns into a fight. Like when you go to a restaurant, who's going to pay? Turns into a fight. Or like when I'm with your family, yeah, I have to start saying no seventy percent before <laughs> I'm through with the meal because yeah. otherwise it'll be considered rude. Oh, do you want more food? No, I'm done. I remember my mom once was making so many parantas for him, and she was like, hmm, "Looks like he's going to keep eating." And I was like, "He eats." a lot but i don't think he eats so much so let me go check so i came to check on him and i'm like are you really enjoying this like are you really hungry what's going on and he was like no i'm stuffed i want to like stop and i was like so say it like just like you have to be more insistent but he would say no once and my mom would say 
please try. But, but this, and she would leave it in the plate and he would be like, okay, and then he would eat it. So then she would be like, oh, if he's eaten this one, then he definitely needs the next one. So then that would come. But why would I leave food on my plate that I haven't finished? Exactly. So, so that's just another okay. thing. Language yeah. barriers. Language barriers. Oh my God. <laughs> you don't realize this until you're married and you're in dire situations. I remember Dire? Dire situations. So... Of course, because if you're living in a different country, like now I'm living in US, I really miss talking to somebody in my mother tongue. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I want to say something. And that thing will only sound the best when I say it in mother tongue, because that's how I know it. Like, right? Like jharo. And jharo is something that you do when you like sort of swipe the, uh, just clean the bed. You know, like, I don't know what to say. Like, usually be... Gunjan eats in the bed, <laughs> which would be an absolute no-no in my family growing up but in my family my dad does not like it i don't think it's like a indian thing it's a yeah. my family and i don't thing. know if this is an american thing but yeah it was yeah never, it's, it's never my never. family thing my family enjoys eating on we barely use our dining table only when like guests are out or like my dad will use it of course he insists on sitting on that we wouldn't follow follow suit um so every night before going to bed we have to like you know sort of sweep the bed so that there are no crumbs on there. So like every time I have to say something as simple as jharo, it just feels like I have to put an extra effort. And then if you're dying. <laughs> if you're dying? Like uh, when when we had COVID, uh, what, in January. And I remember this one night, middle of the night, I felt so sick. I was very sick. And I felt like I'm going to throw up. My spirit was like leaving my body. And I ran to the loo. I couldn't even walk properly. And I like fell on the floor. And I was on the floor trying to throw up, trying to like think what is what. And um, at that point, I think he was sleeping. And he didn't know I was in the bathroom. And I was like, I want to scream and say, John idhar ao, or John come here like in Hindi or something in Hindi I wanted to say but like I was so weak so disoriented and at that point in time I was like okay I'm going to think what to say in English and I'm going to tell him so that was like this one moment that when you're dying and you, something wants to come out of your mouth it can't be instant okay but, but it's fine I'll find my <laughs> my safe words what what about la like so maybe point three number three or are you have you covered everything on the language barrier or is there more i mean if you're talking about also not barrier but like again language is like a huge thing that you connect on like and as indians and punjabi and they're like so many these little nuances that you do connect with a lot of people uh who understand a certain like certain kind of phrases and i like relate to you guys and the phrases that you use and every time you use a phrase it becomes a little more interesting your dad does that he always uses these um, you know, phrases. And that's what makes normal conversation a little bit more spicy. So... Um, spicy good or spicy bad or spicy what? Spicy good. Like, because it adds something to, to, okay. to a normal sentence. You can... How you say things, like, just change. So that is definitely there. But also, like, because of language or... I mean, I want to sort of put it in languages. The shows that you watch, the songs that you connect on, there's so much that you have grown up. I think there's so little to connect on. So unless you work really, really hard on that, that your partner invests enough time um, knowing about the kind of movies that you see and the kind of actors that you listen to or kind of people that you, uh, you know, follow, then they will never realize what references, like half of our references actually fall flat. Right. And I think I've made much more peace now that none of my references are going to work. And we kind of put in a little bit more time when we're giving references and the other person will like Google and be like, OK, what it is. OK. All right. And you'll just see it 
that they didn't really get it. You'll see it that you tried, but it's fine if they didn't get it. Okay, but yes, yeah, so you're talking about not having commonality. Commonality like, is like cartoons, yeah. songs, love songs, angry songs. Right. We don't have experience. that. Do you, do you have prom in India? We don't have prom in India. We we have like a farewell party, but not prom. Yeah, so you don't have a lot of these common things. Right. So I like every time you guys will talk about a prom memory and I'm like, I wore a sari and went to my farewell party and it was not about having a date. It was about, um, am I like Miss Farewell, Miss School, Miss 10 on 10, like all of those things. And that's a very different than than you guys. What could I do better to understand more? This is not our stuff? therapy session. This is disadvantages of This me. is therapy? <laughs> this is not. Did so, you trick me? So don't ask me what you can do better. What is expected out of a relationship? Or what do you want more? What are you saying? <laughs> the He's the language, the, the grammar here is horrible. All right. That's what happens when you cheat on notes. So um, the other fourth drawback. Let's talk about the fourth dra- drawback. Um, have you said third is nothing common. Second was language barrier. And the first was, you know, uh, communication styles or cultural, you know, background. Fourth is going to be the pressure on the relationship. I feel like... Pressure? Uh, There's pressure on the relationship? I think when you're marrying or being in a relationship with a partner, with a foreigner, the pressure is different. So one of you will definitely be like, you are not going to be in your safe space. Like when you were in India, yes, you were building your work, but it wasn't like your your space. So I'm sure you might have certain things. And now if I have moved here, uh, you have to constantly, like I have to constantly do more for you in the relationship. Do more as in I have to value our relationship more than my parents and like give up on time with them or my career or, or those kind of things. And you have to deal with a partner who has given up a lot and ask for enough in return. So for that balance to to be in the relationship that, hey, if I'm doing so much, how much will you do? There's too much asked in a in an interracial marriage than it is asked for in a normal marriage. Yeah. I think when you talk about language, for me, the big issue or a big question we, I, I feel like we run into frequently is, is this a communication thing where you're trained not to ask or why? Like, you know, I mean, for me, I like everything spelled out. And I yeah. feel like I assume when things are spelled out, how do I respond? Right. And I think it's, it's so hard. I think that is actually, I have to, I have to say this. One of the biggest challenges of our relationship was because we got married and in such like, because nothing was like. The biggest challenge to our relationship is that we got married? No, we got married without any planning, without having spoken about it, without having understanding like what day to day is going to be. So a lot of things that I needed in the relationship, I had to first work on how to ask for them because I was like, there is no way he's going to know that I need them. Can I tell a story? Yeah. So one thing that's still just blows my mind huh. i mean i'm fairly a fairly independent person huh. um and i don't feel like i've got I've, i don't think i've been trained to have cultural constraints huh. but i remember one time we were going to my little sister's house yeah and you said john i'm very thirsty i would like <laughs> you to ask your sister for a glass of water for me yeah and to me that still just kind of rocks my my brain because I'm like, it's water, just ask her or go get it yourself. One oh, of the two, right? Yeah, go get yourself. Like we never, like that's the thing, right? In India, nothing is ever asked for. Asking is impolite. And, uh, you know, so 
the other person has to realize could you be thirsty could you be hungry and the other person is going to say no so you have to like ask two three times or you have to like present them with a with a glass of water and the other person is constantly going to try to not inconvenience you to be like no no i don't want water no i don't want whatever but i get it like i at some point i have to become homely enough or have to feel homely uh, i mean i have to feel Welcome. familiar Familiar. Accepted? Yeah, like I have to feel their house, wrong word, like I have to feel like it is my home. But again, if I go to my cousin's house, let's say even cousin, not like brother's house, um, she would show me things. She would tell me what is where and what are the, you know, like if the in-laws have a problem with something or, you know, like my my mother-in-law doesn't like when I do that. So you don't touch that, but everything else you have it or stuff like that. But like here, nobody takes you through those, through those things. They're just like, oh, it's, you know. Come to the kitchen, help yourself. What is help yourself? Like for us. So sometimes my parents, if we have guests and my parents don't have lunch, but if we have guests over, they will make sure that there is lunch made. And they're like, oh, we can't deal with like three meals. But they will make three meals. They will serve. They will actually serve them before time, like an hour before, because they're also constantly like jittery that the other person is not going to ask us, but we'll just keep it ready or we'll just have it or we'll tell enough number of times and being like, uh, oh, it's ready. And a lot of times I think I had to stop my parents from saying something over and over again. And then you got accustomed that they asked for things again. So you stopped asking for things. And there were times when you would be like, I'm hungry, but I don't know who to ask. So you've gone through the same thing. I think for me, so it's very different because in the US we have like a ton of food in our fridges and we've and got freezers, snacks. Yeah. And when I go to India, when I'm at your parents' house, I don't feel, I hope that I don't get in trouble for saying this. <laughs> I don't feel comfortable just taking yeah. one of like the 10 items in the fridge. Yeah, because, yeah, the 10 is like a lot. Because So what like, I started doing is going out and buying things I knew I had bought that right. we can then share. And I'm like, hey, I know I can come and grab this. Right. I assume I can. Can I? Yeah, you can grab even the things. But of course, like I said, every... So the concept of India is that we don't do a lot of sandwiches. Some houses do, some people who live alone do. But like even in my Mumbai house, you did never found enough snacks and stuff because we were like constantly on diet or maid was coming in, like cooking fresh were you meals. On constantly on a diet? What I was trying to be. <laughs> I just felt like a lot of times we would go out to eat because in India it's cheaper typically than the US. That's also true. Like if you want to eat something really nice, then, you know, like we have to buy a lot of things here and freeze them in, in America. And that's very different again. So you guys have huge freezer spaces. You buy things in bulk. We need Pepsi or Coke. We get like a bottle. But like now my parents, of course, have like. We're more. here. We, you know, we get like a 36 pack. Exactly. They'll keep like one, two liter or four of them, and but three will be somewhere else in a suitcase, which have to be taken out every time we're done with one. And fresh meals are on the go or fruits are there or like mm -hmm. nuts are there. And that's like the snacks people in India eat. They're not eating. And your snacks are different because you're like constantly in different time zone. So yeah. Yes. Any other disadvantages for marrying a, for marrying a foreigner? Yeah. I mean, fifth is definitely going to be the legalities because, of course, if somebody is from a different country, legal things come in place, which don't so much, which don't play a role when you are somebody from the same Six country. Six is time away from family. I think Six most is, people that marry a foreigner, it's pretty much like you're committing to see your family once every three, four, five years. Yeah, something like that. So one of the one of the parties has to give up on seeing their family. That would be a disadvantage too. So you have to make peace with that. That you know, or seven. Luckily for you, I go to I go to India. I've been to India twenty seven times. So the 
that the pattern's been established. That is the only reason I even was comfortable with this. The only reason? Yeah, because it was not because of my charm. It's a huge deal for me to be not away from my parents, and with you, it didn't mean that I would have to settle. Like one of the. You know, like the silver linings of this relationship was that you travel so much, and you need to travel so much, and now we need to travel so much to India for work. That um, I will not. Hopefully, once immigration is figured out, I can constantly see my parents, and a part of me hopes more than I could see them when I was in Mumbai. You know, mm-hmm. so let's see what happens. Every other month, cholo, 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 cholo. But if you would have said, "Dude, I'm gonna like, uh, I'm going to be settled here, and you move here," that's a An absolute no for me. An absolute no. I can't do that. I mean, a lot of people you can do that. You paused like there was a question in your mind if that was happening. No, I I wanted to add something more, but I was like, eh, maybe not. Like the fact that even that I have to wait two years now is like for me sixes. Like not sixes. It's like a question, like hanging on my head. Like, am I going to be okay with it? Like, is this going to be what I can make peace with? That two years of maybe not seeing my parents, but like hoping that they can come see me. But then, after two years, I get the flexibility of constantly going and visiting them, and you know, having India and US both as base. So I was never okay with that. But even if you're not okay with that, and even if your husband has a business in India, you still will be stuck in a country because legalities are so complicated. Okay, awesome. I think on that note, six disadvantages of marrying, dating a foreigner. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> we'll go to goofman.com/subscribe if you want to pay attention to to know where our YouTube is or where her Instagram is or All right.